You're listening to a Big Finish podcast launched on 23rd of June 2019. Bada bing, bada boom, bada bing. Oh my. Oh my goodness. Books. So many books. And cushions. And, and, and this. Is it working? Does it still play? Oh. Yes. Please feel free. Oh, I. I'll order tea. Coming up in this podcast, listeners' emails. And we delve behind the scenes with Survivors, Volume 9. We give you the top five chart countdown of most listened to Big Finish productions from April 2019. We'll give you 25% off a randomly selected Big Finish production. And we dramatise you with the first 15 minutes of the apocalyptic finale of Survivors absolutely free. God, it's coming to an end. It's so sad. I'm Benji, he's Nick, and together our job is to bring you all the latest fabulousness from Big Finish, the proud purveyors of the finest audio drama and audiobooks this side of the giant head of Gondoglost, the galactic deity of audioness. Praise him, praise him. Can you hear that? It's a great plane outside. <laughs> Sounds to me like... He's just, he's just got up and just let his there's a plane so Benji has to leave his seat his swivel chair just spun round and hit the microphone then gonna fall over who what's up what's the plane it is what it is a supermarine Spitfire. Over, oh, over wow. There. Yeah, getting ready for the summer season, I expect. How Gosh. glorious is that? Oh, what, there's something, there's a huge um, privilege whenever you get to have one of these gorgeous aircraft flying over overhead. It always makes me quite emotional. I love them anyway, so Anyway, as I was saying, Doctor Who, classic sci-fi and horror, Sherlock Holmes, spies, thrillers, you name it, we've got it, including random supermarine spitfires flying overhead. Yeah. Have a gander at bigfinish.com to find out what deliciousness you can mm. feed your ear things with. Definitely, definitely. Well, coming up right now, though, it is time to hear what's on your mind in listeners' emails. So, as we all know, just like the plane that flew over my head a moment ago, um, it had a big banner on the back saying, Benji loves emails. It's just common sense. Even the aircraft know it. And if you want to send us an email, because I know you do, I can see you've got your little notepad down. You think, oh, I better write down this address before I forget. Simple as that. Podcast at bigfinish.com. And the first one here is from our good friend, David Banner. David and the Bannerman. Um, a popular, <laughs> popular. You probably said that last time. Probably, yeah. Good seven doctor story. Um, dear Wick and Angie, uh, quick question. <laughs> Seeing as you work in the audiobook drama podcast industry, um, when was the last time you listened to an audiobook drama podcast that wasn't work related or produced by Big Finish? Regards, David Banner, sent uh, from in the lands of the north where the black rocks stand against the cold sea in the dark night that is very long. The men of the Northland sit by their great log fires and tell a tale. Oh. Yeah, he said that before last time. Count, he's he's at the bottom in. of all of his emails, and it's actually longer than his emails. 
you said in an earlier podcast this month that you uh, listened to Plantagenet, didn't you? Yes, I certainly did listen to Plantagenet. Absolutely glorious. Um, an audio drama um, made by the BBC um, starring um, uh, David Warner and um, Jane Lapaterre. Interestingly oh, enough, yeah. for those who have listened to the Benji Nick show, um, we've touched on a, 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 an old TV show called The Devil's Crown, in which Jane Lapaterre played Eleanor of Aquitaine, and this was in yes. the 70s. Well, she's playing the same character in this, and but she's playing her as an older woman. So it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, I was just, because uh, it's my favourite, one of my favourite performances of Eleanor of Aquitaine of all time, and so to have, hear that was amazing it's a really good audio drama actually it's a three part one chronicling the Plantagenet story Um, really nicely done very sort of there's something it's a great one because it's got a um, a really good narrator in it who sort of all the this drama that's going on you know is always coming in saying but it wasn't was it or but they made a poor decision that night, and all that stuff. But it's um, it's really good. It, it's won awards. It's uh, I thoroughly recommend it. I really enjoyed it. If you like a bit of medieval history and you like David Warner being a king, which quite frankly we all do. Well, he's played King Lear for us. Hasn't he has. He? Well, exactly. So now he's so go and have a look at that on the bigfinish.com website. King Lear. Um, do you know, I'm sorry to say that I don't think I've listened to any other audio drama except Big Finish audio drama for quite a long time. I nearly listened to that Modesty Blaze on the BBC because it was recommended to me by someone. I also, when I go in to do presenting for BBC Radio 4 Extra, The Seventh Dimension, I do listen to large sections of other audio dramas, all sorts of exciting things, more than I can remember off the top of my head, actually. Some really great stuff, though. Um, the only the last audio thing I can remember listening to that wasn't to do with Big Finish was listening to the uh, the audiobook of War of the Worlds um, and the reader whose name escapes me was really really good and the reason I listened to it is because I was writing the adaptation so rather than constantly rereading the book which I'd done several times anyway I often just played the um, the audiobook and oh, it, okay it, it, and it was really weird because I I started hearing things in the book that I'd never I hadn't remembered reading and it's almost like as I may have said before it was using a different bit of my brain and I thought I swore that wasn't in the book so all sorts of interesting things came out that I hadn't quite picked up on whilst reading it you know all those years ago and then rereading it more recently it's interesting same thing happened when I did um a stage adaptation of Jekyll and Hyde for which I'm also writing an audio adaptation and Ian Holm uh, read that one. And uh, he's such an incredible reader. That he brings out all sorts of nuances that you just don't notice while you're reading it yourself. It's, it sometimes can be extremely enlightening to read, um, to, to listen to uh, um, an audiobook rather than read it yourself. Interesting. Uh, here's one from Matt Mayhew. Hello, Matt. Uh, Benji and Nick, I recently finished listening to your brilliant series of adaptations of H.G. Wells novels. Oh, this is sort of links in. <laughs> Having only read The Time Machine before and previously watched stroke listened to versions of The War of the Worlds, I was glad to hear other Wells stories and discover the plots of them firsthand rather than via others or via parodies, which I have for The Island of Dr. Moreau from The Simpsons. I have never come across the shape of things to come, but the plot points I found very interesting and made me think in fact, I listened to it twice within a week. 
I enjoyed it that much. I liked how it was just sci-fi, but had some philosophical ideas in it as well. The interesting thing about The Shape of Things to Come is that it's almost impossible to adapt as a story, to dramatise, and so it, a lot of liberties were taken in order to make it work. I can see why you, Nick, and the cast of the crew of The Martian Invasion of Earth won an award for it. Oh, did we? Oh, yes, we did, an awardee. As it is a fantastic adaptation and kept me captivated from beginning to end and is a more scary version than I've previously experienced. That was just one of the things... Um, I was quite shocked by the reaction of some of the members of the cast, not least Helen Goldwyn, who said it's the scariest thing she's ever read when I gave her the script. And I didn't think that I was being that scary. I just got, you know, I just remember thinking how frightening it would be to be involved in something like that. I don't mean the production, I mean if it were reality that were being invaded by creatures from another world. And I think that's what I took away from originally reading the book, the ghastliness of it. Raw emotion. And I suppose, yeah, and that's what I put in my... Um, adaptation. Whilst on this note, I'd like to congratulate Scott Handcock and James Goss on the Torchwood Monthly Adventures, having listened to the first 24 in this range. They have really pushed the boat out in the stories created in the range beyond the types pursued in the TV version. Notable stories in this range being the Torchwood Cascade, the Torchwood underscore Cascade underscore CD rip dot T-O-R Corpse Day, Broken and The Last Beacon. The sound designer to Cascade must have been working overtime to create that soundscape. I also like that little in-jokes about parts of Cardiff and specific streets are more often heard in these stories than in the TV series. And as a resident of Cardiff, I find these quite amusing. Well, of course, Scott is a resident of Cardiff. Uh, can't wait to get back and listen to more, though my backlog of stories I own gets longer with every release. I hopefully can get up to date soon. Keep up the good work, you and all the team at Big Finish, Matt Mayhew. Thank you, Matt. Thank you very much. Just uh, the plane went overhead. Just now, I don't know what's going on here. Something rather nice, Douglas DC3. Well, I think just there's obviously some kind of rip in the fabric of space-time, which is causing uh, aircraft from the past to, to fly, fly your by. House. I think it's the only reasonable interpretation of the facts available to us. Well, I've just gone on to live plane <coughs> plane tracker. And, um, of course you have. Of course, course you've gone on to live plane tracker. I wanted to see what it, I wanted to see what it was all about. Yeah, but N eight seven seven MG, which was a serving plane in the Second World War, currently painted in Pan American Airways uh, livery. Just for any boring people like me who like that. <laughs> anyway, this is not the aviation podcast, but I, I thought that was interesting. Oh look, there's a flying elephant coming past. Um, <laughs> Uh, uh, I'll get on with it. All right, all right. Uh, finally, here's one from Nathan Tate or Nate. Hi there, N and B. I'm just listening to the most recent podcast. My date, fifteen oh five, twenty nineteen, and very much looking forward to the big finish special day in June. That's Ooh, right, yeah, Derby big finish day. So far, uh, I'm at the listeners' email section. It something just that's happened all, for us. That's yeah. just happened for us. Yeah, it's something that always inspires me to write in even if they don't get read out. Well, it's your lucky day, because today it is. Um, I respect the fact that you apologise publicly like that, though I found your humour amusing from my point of view. I listened to I Am The Master today, which is absolutely brilliant, uh, 
an absolutely brilliant episode. Uh, you mentioned in a previous podcast about the price changes, and I noticed that some of the prices seem to be edging up towards twenty nine ninety nine and upwards. I wonder if you could expand on that bit in the podcast, even in a summary. Nick? Um, it's just that costs of making them are rising. That's all. And, um, yeah, so just, we have yeah. to find a way to... Uh, you know, when when sales don't go up but costs go up, there be your problem. Anyway, we'll we'll do our best to find more ways of selling more, and hopefully won't reducing. Have to, yeah, yeah. Mm. difficult one. It's a, it's a difficult one. Yeah, it's a tricky one. Continuing the email here, I love the way you both bounce off each other, using each other as a springboard for a sense of humour. Boing, boing. We we we, we, <laughs> we just always we just always do that, even when we're not on the podcast. And we're it's true, con actually. We're constantly just laughing, which is always great fun, really. Um, great fun. Apart from when we're not. But yeah, apart from when we're being very serious. Very serious. Yeah, yeah. It's the, not uh, funny. In the latest um, gas bill, no, no, okay. Um, there goes the end of the listeners' email section. So I will wrap this email up now to concentrate on the podcast fully. Thank you. I'm not a big fan of the Third Doctor, as I prefer the Seventh, Tenth, and such. Plus, the Brigadier will always be the late Nicholas Courtney. Anyway, thanks for the usual entertainment. Regards, Nate. Sent at the order of the Master. He is the Master, and I must obey him. Thanks for that, Nate. I love the way it's such a lovely email. And at the end, you're like, oh, by the way, um, don't like that. <laughs> it's a little sting <laughs> in the tail there, isn't it? Don't, don't think that I'm going to be nice about everything. Listen, of course, you're completely entitled to express your view. Oh, I just love the third Doctor, that's all. But it's all to do with age and generation, isn't it? I mean, I love all the Doctors, to be quite frank. But, um, yeah, I have a special place in my heart for doing the third Doctor stuff. Yeah, for quite. But, yeah, brilliant. Seventh and tenth. Fantastic. That's all for the emails. Um, there'll be more next time. And a bumper edition of emails twice a month, too. Woohoo! <laughs> Time now to delve behind the scenes on the final series of Survivors. What a well, road uh, yes. it's been. What a ride, man. Yeah. Well, you did all the sound design on this, didn't you? I did, yeah. It was a really... Um, it was quite emotional for me because certainly in my time um, at Big Finish, I've pretty much always worked on Survivors from the off. Started on Series 3, worked my way all, all the way to Series 9 now. So it's a bit of a... It's the end of a chapter for me. Um, leaving it's quite a challenge behind. isn't it because there are a lot of physical effects it's lots of horses going around people running climbing jumping falling down it's all that kind of thing as opposed to spaceships whooshing past and laser guns and stuff I find it actually surprisingly enough I find it easier to do the realistic stuff than all the, the spacey sci-fi stuff which is oh, a bit really? strange yeah That's because, because I always found that more fiddly myself it's, it's more fiddly but it's like you 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 know it's where more you rewarding, are. Rewarding, isn't know, it? You know where you are with the sound of a cup, but um, <laughs> but you know the sound of a, a, oh, an airlock there door. There are only so many airlock doors out there that so you have to keep kind of trying to make things sound original. <laughs> and, yeah, I've got to the point where I was, I was thinking, well, I dare say there's probably manufacturers of doors in 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 space somewhere. So it's, some must must sound the same. But, um, survivors. I always find it, uh, electric, electric windows are good for uh, space doors. <laughs> I, I spent a lot of time in a car park with a, 
recorder ones. Well, they, you know, there are there are some great things, and likewise, um, using a synthesizer and a sliding door, you get a normal sliding door, like shh, and then add a woo to it, you get a sort of. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm currently working on a story where I'm having a, a robot walking, and I've syn- I've synchronized windscreen wipers that are modulated to the steps, so it sounds like. But anyway, oh, Survivors brilliant. is the opposite. You're real and you're there, and it's it's very realistic. And I certainly doing sound. I try to make it as as grisly and miserable as possible. Um, but this is this is a, a big kind of thing. It's the, the end of a huge story arc that's been going on since the 70s isn't it nick mm. yes and we'll continue in the audiobook form with us but not not in audio drama not for the time being anyway um great stuff um i'd really love doing the music for Definitely. it as I we've spoken music, about yeah. at great length previously so apologies for repeating myself to anyone who's heard me say this you know uh, i find the stories really emotionally impactful and often f- find i have to give myself a rest from doing the music <laughs> because i've broken down <laughs> it is um and it's some big challenges in this final box set for me particularly the the epic final cue that i did for it yeah where it all absolutely you know it all uh comes comes to a close but um ha- ha- you know hats off to all of the the cast as well on this oh, one who have just done such a great job everybody you know i I've, i really feel uh quite emotional about it because it's just something that I've loved and I've really I've really kind of connected with you know it's a, a really miserable world survivors um and so it's really sort of it's it's going to be interesting to see how people react when it all kind of comes to a close but yeah and it's well it's miserable but at the same time when in these extreme circumstances in drama this is where human beings show themselves at their best and worst and that's what makes this kind of drama really compelling and having carolyn seymour and lucy fleming and ian mcculloch ian mcculloch was in the earlier ones you know in this series has has been brilliant for us um a real real privilege to have those people on board i think also richard heffer was yeah. in um, the series three box set wasn't he who did a fantastic job as well that was that the one you started with i started yeah with that series three was um was uh, the first set i started with with Vinny, the villain um which was absolutely terrifying and and i've worked on every single box set i think the occasional stories somebody else has done sound on because of just busyness and life um, but yeah, I, I've done an awful lot of survivors, um, and I just absolutely love it. And I love talking to the writers as well. And I've met them, in, you know, on occasion. I love talking about it because everybody has a very similar kind of um, a similar sort of feeling, I guess, that it's such a, a different thing to write and a different thing to to work on. So thoroughly enjoyed it. Thoroughly going to miss it, but exciting things on the horizon. So. Well, we've done our little chat about behind the scenes on Survivors, but let's have a listen to the cast and crew. I'm Lucy Fleming and I play Jenny Richards in Survivors. This script we're doing at the moment is very good. It's quite interesting. We've got ourselves into a situation. I've got myself into a situation with a lot of diverse characters and it's how we deal with a very powerful adversary who's got all sorts of ideas. I'm Ken Bentley and I have just finished directing Survivors 
series nine. It was fascinating to, for me to find out what happened next after the cliffhanger at the end of series eight, because it was a cliffhanger to end all cliffhangers. My name is Jane Slavin, and in this instance, I'm a writer. I think seven years has elapsed, not between writing the scripts, but in the... Because I had to go back to the beginning for to write Robert. So it was a writing about the death and everything, and, you know, they weren't... They were less battle-weary. But I've done the... I've, you know, it was nice writing for a load of women again and inventing people. That's quite nice. We're contained inside a barricade with all sorts of wild animals outside from the zoo which is closed down obviously and we're run by a powerful woman and the men are kept separate for us and we're doing things like knitting a lot of knitting and we're doing making vinegar and we're milling stuff and we're making all sorts of stuff but we're very badly treated we don't we have hard bunk beds shared by four or possibly five people and one blanket and we're not given much to eat at all although there is food there so we're feeling a bit unhappy about that and one lady is particularly upset and we need to we try to help her but then she sort of disappears so it's a very good interesting script and some wonderful characters mostly women and a very good central villainess lady who uh, will reappear i think so it's a it's a very good script I'm Richenda Carey, and I play Meg. She's so horrible. I love it that she's so horrible. She's psychotic, I think, and uh, she loves being in charge. I was at school with Richenda Carey, who plays Meg, many, many years ago, and we were just reminiscing in the green room about um, teachers and friends and this, that and the other, and I produced a production at school. I was a year older than her and produced a production of The Playboy of the Western World, which I was frightfully pleased about. And just now she was saying how good it was. But at the time she gave me a stinking review in the in the school magazine. So I, I've just about forgiven her now. <laughs> but we've never worked together, so it's really nice to work together on this. And she's terribly good. I'm not going to say how many years, but she and I know how many years it was. And... Um, We've never worked together, although I've worked with Simon, her husband, twice. Once in Upstairs, Downstairs in the 70s, and once on a thing for Victoria Wood at the late 90s. So that was a quarter of a century in between. But I've never worked with Lucy, despite having known her for a great many years. I don't know what led her to perform. Uh, my mother was an actress so that led me to perform and I learned about the magic of the theatre maybe at school but maybe more watching my mother earlier in the wings from at the Haymarket Theatre watching her appear on stage and hearing the audience out front being a sort of a different thing and seeing mum being different so that was what I don't know whether it was inevitable for Richenda she's always done extremely good work but I don't know what kicked her off in the acting profession oh I definitely wanted to do it at school yeah yeah I expect she did too. I've never, actually, when we go back in, I'll talk to her about that. I'm Isla Carter and I'm playing the character of Kayla Kenny. We left her with a needle in her neck and I think it was quite ambiguous to whether she survived or not. So um, it's good to know she's a survivor. <laughs> oh, I love you, you know. Oh. oh, I bet if I could remember my mum, she'd be just like you. Sister, sister. No. All right, <laughs> sister then. <laughs> 
it's very female heavy which is exciting although I don't think you necessarily realise that until we were all sitting around and realised how many strong women there were um, and how many strong female characters which is great and Kayla's definitely one of them she's um, opinionated fun you see a bit more of a motherly side to her in this as well because there's a, a, a younger character and you get a sort of much more maternal feeling from her than you do in the in the first episode where she's much more of a vigilante. And you can catch up with the apocalyptic antics if you go to bigfinish.com, type in Survivors Series 9, put that in the search engine and uh, you'll find what you're looking for. Yeah, absolutely. You must put Series 09. Very important. It just yeah. won't work. Yes, yes. Meanwhile, it's time now for Benji and I to put on some uh, constantly transmogrifying silly voices <laughs> for the top five most listened to chart of Big Finish releases from March 2019. Yes, well, hi there. Um, uh, big, 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 <laughs> I sound like you're Monty now, don't I? Well, right. Yeah, yes, okay. <laughs> right <laughs> on. <laughs> The top five chart with Phil Marshall Montgomery. Yes, well, quite. <laughs> yes, first well, up uh, is the the singing man. They're all coming back. Oh, love lives on. Um, hi there. Anyway, big, uh, big tastic uh, listeners. Uh, hey, here's our mega audio sonic rundown of uh, what's hot and what's even hotter uh, in Big Finish's world of uh, audio immersive goodness. Over to you, Nicky. Thanks, Bashi. Uh, what a great mucker you are. Remember, here at Big Finish, we absolutely bigtastically love mega audio sonic stories. We'll be rounding up the runners and riders in our top five chart of most listened to Big Finish sonic adventures so far this year. Yes, well, things are really, really, really uh, hot, hot and hotting up now as we've reached uh, April 2019 uh, and the pre-orders are all uh, really uh, uh, cranking up the ratings here. Uh, even before the uh, jewels of Audio Sonic Fabulous are available uh, for your ear things to delight to them, uh, their popularity seems to shine through. <laughs> Straight in at number five, The Third Doctor Adventures volume, appropriately enough, number five sort of interference completely blew the TARDIS communication circuits twice great heavens hello doctor doctor are you in there doctor doctor I do wish you'd pay just a little attention doctor well I could say the same about you uh, doctor Liz Professor Liz Shaw. Well, grab those unit-tastic antics at bigfinish.com. Just type in uh, uh, The Doctor Adventures uh, into the old uh, search atronic gizmo to find your ears desire. It's pre-order Fever Ahoy with 20th anniversary special The Legacy of Time zooming straight in at number nine. Number nine? I do this. I randomly say numbers that aren't right. I'm always doing this. It's great for accounts. Uh, it's pre-order Fever Ahoy with 20th anniversary special The Legacy of Time zooming straight in at number four. Come on, we haven't got all day. 
navigational coordinates reprogrammed. Dimensional stabilizers engaged. Emperor buffers online. We're clear for vortex access. Power levels at maximum. Force fields up. Dematerialize. Now. Dematerializing. Well, straight in at number three, it's uh, a brand new entry. It's uh, unit incursions. As you say, there's been a murder. But the body, it's... It's you, Miss Stewart. Being in two places at once, that's terribly clever. What's such a shame that one of you appears to be dead. And bursting in at number two is the 10th Doctor Adventures Volume 3, Go Tenant and Tate. Dr. John Smith, meet the wife. Donna, I'm Sylvia, her mother. <laughs> and I'm her granddad, Wilf. Do you believe in ghosts, the supernatural aliens, ha! demons? No. Well, you've met the mother-in-law. Listen to that. Look out. Knocking the 8th of March right out of the charts and whooshing up from last month's number four spot is the 8th Doctor and Ravenous 3. Am I right in thinking you're friends of the Doctor? The Doctor? You know the Doctor? Do I ever? And you, oh, must be bliss. <laughs> How do you know my name? <laughs> oh, who's talking about your name? Isn't it amazing? A world where fairy tales come true. Live and Helen. Just when I thought the day was going badly, it gets worse. Magic mirror on the wall. Who is the sanest of them all? Are you planning something? One thing you should learn. Never back me into a corner. I always come out fighting. That's it for our top five. Listen. <laughs> We've gone I'm mad. never doing this again That's it for our top 5 Most listened to but actually most pre-ordered Chart for Big Finish It was compiled by Head of Marketing Steve Marketing-tastic Berry So blame him Ta-ta Audio Sonic Pickers <laughs> Almost. Now, Hopefully we'll never have to do that again yeah, we'll, we'll, do, we'll do the monks next time Silent order Yes. Almost time to tease you with the first 15 minutes of Survivors Series 9. But before all that, here's the Randomoid Selector Troll. Oh, Back right, once yeah. again, doing its thing. Here we, we go. Got? Oh, come on. This is one right up your strasser, Nick. Oh. It's only the Bloomin' Prisoner Volume 2. Oh. Yeah, you're darn right there, my friend. Nominated for BBC Audio Drama Award, Best Online or, port or Podcast Audio Drama. I mean, come on. Nick, you're the man. Got brilliant reviews here. Do tell more. Well, it was the second series, and I'm working on the third one as we speak. Um, Testament yes. to uh, its success there. Starring Mark Elstob as number six, doing a fantastic job. Just, I mean, just go and have a look at this you know anyway we're going to give you 25% off it but by the way look we, we might as well hit you with the trailer for this I met a man today an extraordinary man please state your code ZM73 it looks just the same the car? Well, good. I didn't know the previous owner. You. I mean, my... Someone bought it for me. Many happy returns. What's your name? What's yours? Kate. Kate Butterworth. How do I know I can trust you? How do you know you can trust anyone? I don't. 
What have you told her? None of your business. I don't quite understand. You were in a village, you didn't know where it was, and you didn't want to be there. Don't worry. It'll all be over soon. What's your name? No names. Just, just numbers. Six. Six? Number six. Everybody wants to tell their story, don't they? <laughs> this is beginning to sound like an interrogation. Danvers, is this your idea of a joke? No, sir. Mark Stein just called. ZM73 is back and he wants to see you. Good God. If you had to escape from this village, was someone keeping you there by force? Yes. So, how did you get away? I told you, it was empty. You just woke up one morning and everyone had gone? Yes. Even the people trying to keep you there? Everyone had gone. Turn it off! Whatever this is supposed to achieve, turn it off! What is the village? Don't you know? Where is it? I don't know. All I know is that I escaped from it. How? I'll admit it. I'm fascinated to know your story. You want to turn my life into a book? Would that be such a bad thing? Everyone has a story. I don't tell stories. Why not? Everyone tells stories. Not me. I've got nothing to say. So you have a secret? It's all secret. There is no village. It's a Soviet fiction. Your cover story. He died in the service of his country. That's all they'd say. I can assure you that none of us has heard of this village place. Why should I believe you? Why should we believe you? Because you have some proof that I'm telling the truth. Not much proof. Precisely. We need more information from you, ZM73. Information. We want Tell them why you resigned? No. Why not? Because it was none of their damned business, and it's none of yours either. Five five Delta Tango six tower now on course. Over. I met a man today, an extraordinary man. Well, certainly a man with an air of mystery about him. To claim the 25% off, it would be a real bargain, actually, this. All you have to do um, is go to bigfinish.com. You find the podcast range or click the podcast, which appears in the slider at the top. You know, that's going from uh, left to right. Is it? No, no, right to left. Right. What? Which way is it going? It's going across the top. It's going somewhere. <laughs> it's going somewhere. It's whizzing by. And you'll find the option to press here in the text of the podcast story to get to the randomoid selection offer randomoid selectatron offer all you have to do is enter the top secret code buck up it's all one word all capitals no space no time no tea no coffee no sugar please no complications no complications <laughs> Well, time now to wave in a convincingly audio manner as uh, we say goodbye. So, tell you bye. Bye bye. And uh, while we're gone, have a listen to this entirely free first 15 minute tease of Survivors Series 9. Oh.
I can't knit anymore. My eyes are bleeding. My hands are so damn sweaty my needles keep slipping. Hello? Uh, ladies? Who decided the revolution was going to be knitted? Show of hands, please. Oh, right, you can't, because you're all too busy knitting a tunnel. This is a prison. Beryl, would you like to take a break? We can go outside. Why don't you go back on vinegar? It makes my eyes sting. Let me help in the flour mill. Well, Victoria's on flour today, and you know it's very heavy work. She's struggling, and she's a teenager. What are you saying? Oh, uh, only that you said you were very achy and tired at the moment. Knitting seemed to be the easiest option. And who made you camp commandant? There's a rainbow in my heart. And there's a rainbow in your bum. In the name of Jesus, shut up with that bloody song. Stop it, stop it. Ah! Oh, it's not even a song. Don't make me angry, Beryl, seriously. What, what are you going to do? Kill me? Come on, then. Hey, 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 it's okay, it's okay, love, she stopped. She needs to back off. Please, Beryl's just... Uh, what? What am I? It, just... I'm bloody mental is what? And I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not doing this. It's bollocks. It's all bollocks. Beryl, please, swearing in front of the kids. It's not good. Bollocks to the children and bollocks to the swearing and bollocks to you. What are we raising them for? So they can knit themselves to death? We'll all be dead soon anyway. Into your lines, five at a time, ladies. You know the drill. Oh, I'd be so miserable, Beryl. Why don't you just leave? And go where? Oh, Edinburgh? Someone said it's nearly been rebuilt. Shush, shush, we must be careful. We need a proper plan. A suicide pact. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you knit yourself a noose and I'll kick the ladder for you? What did she say? That's very cruel, Victoria. <sighs> She's driving me nuts. Come on, then. Try and shut me up if you dare, you little witch! As you were! Ma'am, yes, Well, if it isn't Madame Fuhrer herself. Beryl! Oh, don't mind me, I'm not staying. Uh, Jenny, might I have a word? Oh, of course. Let me put my wool somewhere safe first. The mice have been at it. Oh, not here, though. Don't want to distract the workforce, do we? Oh, is that what we are? Morning, Beryl. Beryl was just going to pick some figs, weren't you, Beryl? I wasn't, but bloody knitting and baking and bloody vinegar and bees and bastards and... Perhaps the ladies need a break. There's coffee outside. It's not coffee. It's just brown water made of death. Oh, goodness. Somebody got out of bed on the wrong side. I'll be back in a tick. Uh, Kayla, give me a hand with this, would you? You can carry it on your own. Yes, of course I can. I wanted to talk to you before I see Pritchard. Oh, don't fall for it. Whatever she says is a bloody lie. I know. I'm not stupid. Hmm. What? Well, you've got very chummy with her. I haven't. Trust me. The more we know about her, the better. And what better way of finding out than pretending to be her friend? I'll see you later. If I'm not back soon, raise the alarm. I don't want to turn out to be one of the missing. Gosh, I haven't been this way for months. The barricade looks twice as big. For your own protection. You know about the zoo, of course. Only rumours. 
It wasn't far from here, was it? A mile or so south. Some of the animals died, as you can imagine, starvation, cold, and some of them killed each other, but some still live beyond this boundary. We've seen the wolves. They're quite beautiful. But deadly. They've never attacked. We're more frightened of your dogs. You know Beryl was bitten last week. Of course she was. Oh, my. Oh, my good... Books. So many books and cushions. And, and, and this. Is it working? Does it still play? Oh. Yes. Please, feel free. Oh, I... I'll order tea. Yes, Brigadier, uh, sir, ma'am. Bring some tea and cake. Jenny? Yeah, thank you. Gosh, the music is so evocative. Mm, I was never a fan of Chopin myself. We learned to live without so many things, but music. Why don't you have those ladies singing Jerusalem or something rousing? I have a hymn book somewhere. I'll root it out for you. I thought this part of the house was condemned. We found it barely altered apart from a little ivy coming down the chimney. And, and the rest of the house? Oh, it's a ruin. Couldn't we unruin it? It's getting so cold, and this room is so... Oh, gosh. It's like stepping back in time. The place could fall down around my ears at any moment. Oh, surely not. I mean, these walls, they must be a foot and a half thick. And still... Sit down, please. May I? This looks so... Oh! Oh, if I died right now... I don't think I'd mind. Oh. Steady on. It's only a sofa. I can see right over the hills from here. Remind me again why it's out of bounds? Wild animals, dissidents. We must keep you safe. You must be exhausted. Time to take a back seat. You're not their leader any longer. I never claimed to be. Perhaps. Perhaps you could teach. My husband was a far better teacher than he was a colonel. Though, fortunately for him and his troops, they also had me to rely on. There's usually a fine woman behind these men, you know. I wasn't the first to lead a battalion by proxy, and I doubt I'll be the last. Clive would not disagree were he alive today. It's no accident I find myself in charge here. I'm sure you were a splendid team. Yeah, a feeble man in the end. Shot himself when it all got too leery. If he hadn't turned his rifle on himself, I'd have done it for him. Gladly. But to business. We need to talk about Beryl. What about her? Well, we can't have discontent among the women. But they're cold and tired. It's heavy work. Some of them, us, are beginning to wonder what it's all for. All the knitting and milling and building and... We produce more flour and vinegar and honey this month than we could eat in a year. And yet we've only had bread and watery soup for the last week. You can appreciate why questions are being asked, surely. We're building a community. A home. It takes more than a few bees and some loaves. Women can't fight, but they can help those who do. But the war is over, isn't it? 
And anyway, I jolly well could fight if I had to. <laughs> Are you one of those women's lippers, Jenny? I don't know. I wasn't, but... Beryl is a nuisance. What's wrong with her? Where is that half-wit? Victoria? Hey. Are you all right, girl? Oh, I'm so tired. Can I have a sleep? Will anyone mind? Get in my bed. The furthest away from the Commandant's beady eyes. Oh, thanks. Oh, hang on. I'll come with you. Oh, Wendy, that's beautiful. She's a wonder with a knitting needle, isn't she? Oh, I swear I'll never get the hang of it all. I can't even sew a button on. I can shoot an arrow, though. Andrew taught me. Andrew? He lives over the boundary. I think I'm in love. I know I am. Plenty of time for love when you're older. Uh, there's plenty of time for it now. Or would you rather I was knitting myself a grave with the others? When I was your age, I still had a nightlight. I'm not a baby. I'm a woman now. I'm 14, oh. I think. My mum's been dead so long I wouldn't even know. I'm just guessing, really. Andrew says if we go to the north, there are whole villages back on their feet and we can live there and have our own family. I see. Don't look at me like that. Like what? Like I'm a child. Can I have a sleep now? <laughs> yes. Look, uh, this Andrew, uh, he's not... He's not hurting you, is he? He said I could have all the figs I could eat. And all the honey. A and anyway, it didn't hurt that much. Not really. Oh. Oh, my darling girl. Stop it. Stop what? Pitying me. I'm really happy. Your tea, mum, sir, and cake. Finally. Leave it on the table, Frank. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. Meg, please. Though I'm imploring you not to share this with the others. F for now. All right. I want to trust you, Jenny. And you know I have all our interests at heart, of course. Yeah, of course. Here, taste this. You won't believe it. We have cows. We thought they'd all be dead, but no. It's early days, but one of them is a milker, and we now have butter as a result. Taste. Oh, isn't it heavenly? Oh. Oh. <laughs> now, about these issues the women are having. Well, this, this will cheer everyone up. Ah, uh, well, there isn't enough to go round. Just yet. There, there will be soon, but mm, I can rely on you to be discreet, can't I? Mm. Oh, my dear sweet God, of all that is fruity and cakey. <laughs> oh, my, thank you, thank you. Mum's the word, Jenny. Of course. Well, that is one of the issues, you know, the hunger. And all the fruit available and we're punished if we eat it and... Oh, my 
goodness. It's divine. Have another piece. Here. Mm. Mm. Can I take some for my ladies? We need every morsel for the troops. Y- yes, but we can't live on bread forever. Beryl's not been to the toilet for two and a half weeks. Beryl again? Is she always like this? Well, I'm very fond of her. She's going through a terribly tricky patch. love you and I'm crabbier than you but I was awful and I never want her to stop singing not ever I don't know what's wrong with me I saw an owl last night and it made me cry and today just the slightest noise someone eating their bread too loudly oh Caroline oh I could have torn out her heart and stomped on it I was so irritable but now oh I'm so very sorry please forgive me Oh, it's all right. I understand. We're all frazzled. I can't stay like this, you know. I can't stay in this prison. I can't. (sighs) Hey, you two. What's going on? My children are dead. I can't deny it anymore. Cripes. I wish I hadn't asked. Come on, Beryl. You don't know that. I feel it here. Right in my heart. It's over. Tell me about these issues. Perhaps we can iron them out. Well, the women are cramped. The bunks are barely fit for one, but... Some of us have to share with three or four or even on occasion five others. Surely that makes it cosier. You've been listening to a Big Finish production. Don't forget to rate, review and go on, subscribe. Go on.